Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 31 of Frontboards and Four Baggers. I'm Eddie with Cornhole Bag Reviews. We got Corbin with Corbin's Cornhole Reviews. And two special guests here today. We got the uh, commissioner of the MLC, Tyler Scott, and the owner of one of the new franchises in Philadelphia, Zeb Capania. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yep, thanks. So we're going to talk a little bit. Obviously, the MLC is a new cornhole league coming into the space. I know from conversations you've had on previous podcasts, it's not necessarily trying to directly compete with the ACL or ACO. It has a completely different kind of format, different kind of franchising system, uh, somewhat team-based, like what we're starting to see with the ACL teams, but kind of going in a separate direction. Um, and I think a lot of people are very interested to find out a lot more information about you know where this is, is currently, where it's going, how it's going to start, where the players are going to come from. There's so many questions we're going to get into. So let's Let's just start a little bit with the backstory of, you know, where did the idea of MLC come from? Uh, you know, what is the inspiration or reason that you wanted to start another league? Yeah. So, uh, well, the inspiration comes from wanting to do better in the sport, right? To see an opportunity, not for personal gain, but for the uh, sport itself to grow. And I think that's where it got inspired. When I was the, the national tournament director for the ACA, we did a lot of great work with a lot of great organizations. And, and one of the conversations that got up was how do we incorporate teams, right? So uh, I developed a set of team rules uh, that spiraled into an idea. Um, and unfortunately, I couldn't uh, – it wasn't the path of the ACA to get into the professional market. So that was kind of the reason for our divide. The because um, they they do great work, right? They work with the you know a lot of great organizations, but they want to stay on the amateur realm. They want to stay with amateur products, with uh, good quality product, and then they want to stay with that kind of market. They didn't want to go in and so called compete with the ACL or ACR or anything like that. And you know, I, I believed in what we were doing, what I was doing, and I decided to uh, break off with a couple of partners and, and do that route. And obviously we are where we are, so it's, it's somewhat successful so far. The, uh, but the inspiration basically is to take the aspect of team sports like the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and apply it to Cornell. Very similar to what Major League Pickleball did. They took a singles and doubles sport, you know, singles pickleball, doubles pickleball, put it in a match setting, and then create more entertainment for the spectators. Not just the Cornell enthusiasts, but anybody who can show up and say, wow, this was fun. I had a great time and, and have, you know, people like Zeb who put on amazing stuff, have foam fingers and, and cool phrases and just a great time. You know, that's what it's about bringing communities together. And so that's, that's really the gist and the inspiration of the, of the league. Sure. So, I mean, that, that goes through kind of all my backstory questions. Uh, you kind of hit this. So let's go into a little <laughs> I, bit. Read ahead. I know. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I'm just like, all right, might as well just run through all of them. But uh, you touched a little bit on the format. So I, I think that's probably one of the most interesting uh, points to start off with, because it's not like, you know, you're a singles player, or doubles player, your traditional double elimination bracket, traditional pool play kind of thing, tournament with prize money at the end or whatever it is. This is a team based uh, from what I've seen, seven on seven because of the two doubles teams and three singles teams uh, format. So can you kind of go into the format of what a team on team match would look like through the course of, uh, you know, that that match? Absolutely. So uh, without trying to explain it, you know, roll by roll, we have a lot of graphics out there. We have a website that talks about it. If you're willing to read enough, uh, if you're willing to go down a couple pages and, and look at the graphics, the um, basically you needed to incorporate doubles and singles. Right. And we both know and everybody should know that 
I'm sorry, my mustache keeps like going into my nose and it like tickles my nose. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, um, I need I need to trim a little. Everybody here, with, except for Eddie's, got a beard, and uh, and actually, if you look at the camera, it actually mine. escalates more. It's like Taylor. It's like Eddie, and then Tyler, and then Corbin's almost, and his dad yeah, just boom is out there. <laughs> you can all you see is mine's very clean. clean That's up. it. His teeth just pop out of like a hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone always asks me if my teeth are real. It's weird. <laughs> very real, real, very real. Uh, but no, uh, so basically you need to somehow incorporate both a doubles player because it is it is a different aspect working in a team. And then, oh, I can't help it. And then also <laughs> a singles player <laughs> because, you know, being a singles player is difficult. You got to switch which side of the board you're throwing on. You got to readjust yourself in that four shot. Uh, you've got to, which could adjust your play, whether you're a slider or a blocker or pusher or whatever you do. And it creates more strategy long-term versus a one-on-one opponent. So I know that, you know, when you talk about the format, we added the airmail shootout as well, right? Bringing that, really fun aspect of it to kind of end the game in a, in a, in a series of of back and forth shots to try and get to 21 match points, but the whole game and the whole match is designed for an escalation of tension. So you got to watch game one. You got to watch the doubles game because it's, who's going to get that first point. It's going to, who's going to get two points in the match. Then it's going to be three points and four points. And obviously you want your big players coming out at the end who your big singles players who are really, who are really talented, your one-on-one, you know, 1v1s, and then to try and sum up that last six points before you go in the airmail shootout. The whole point is to have an escalation of tension that doesn't end until the airmail shootout ends. So it's not not like tennis, So right? If it's a best of five and, the you know, Roger Federer beats Djokovic, you know, three, the first three sets, then it's over, but not in this scenario. In this scenario, it's it's an escalation of tension. I keep saying that. Because we want people to be excited. We want people to be there. Just like four quarters in football. You know, even if it's 42 to zero in the fourth quarter, some people might be leaving, but there is a chance. If it's 36 to zero at half, like the, uh, what is it? The Vikings experience this year versus Indianapolis Colts doesn't mean it's over, right? It just means that you have a bigger hill to climb and it's not, it's not impossible. You know, the other team could miss all their shots in the airmail and you could just go in there and kill it. You know, it, there's a lot of different things where you could see big comebacks and different versions of the game that make it exciting. And so we're bringing an exciting aspect to it that I don't believe is there with tournaments and sure. tournament-based you know, operations. So so from, a, from you know, a, another perspective, too, as a question. So from a viewing perspective, so obviously, like, uh, if, if you guys don't know the format, you can see it on the website. First match is doubles worth one point. Second match is doubles worth two points. And then it's... Oh, no, it's it's two points, then three points, then... Yeah. Oh, two points first? Yeah, two, two points two, first. Two, three, four, and, five, yeah. six? Yep. Um, okay, so doubles... And it's doubles, doubles, and then three singles? Correct. Okay, so... What I mean from a viewing perspective, those first couple matches. I mean, obviously, from a team, if you're on the team and you're competing, obviously, two and three points matter, like going to the end of the game. But like from a viewing perspective, what would make you want to watch like that first game versus watching the last two? You know, like when you're like, I mean, I get the escalation of tension, but like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you just tune in? Like, all right, it's seven to seven. Now I'll just watch match four or five rather well, I than mean, watching the beginning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what makes you want to watch is the environment, right? If you're in person, you're there. The beer, right? I guess that's the right answer, sure. Eddie. Ooh, we're excited. The escalation, you know, I say the escalation potential, but the excitement. 
you know, I could you could ask the same question of why watch the first half of football when you can watch the second half. Why watch the first half of basketball if you could watch the second half or just, you know, see what the score is? It's because it's it's fun. Everybody wants to see the doubles games, right? Some people prefer doubles rather than singles. So you want to watch everything because it's going to be exciting all the way through. And yes, we're going to let you buy foam fingers and scream at these events. So if if Zeb will be leading the wave, the crowd wave himself, right? That's I don't I don't sell to anybody but hype men. So he's just going to be killing it. So uh, uh, that leads into my other question then too, which is so usually from a you know viewership standpoint, at least from what we've seen historically, doubles is more popular to watch than singles. Uh, usually, doubles is on as the primetime kind of television uh, from the ACO and ACL perspective uh, in tournaments or what we've been used to. Uh, what was the thought or choice that went into making singles like your last three or like the primetime kind of things and not doubles? Because wouldn't you want like more like the the tension to cheering for two teammates or that kind of energy that they they have together as like the prime time or like i'm curious where that thought process came from yeah and it's it's not an easy thing creating a new set of rules right um you know there's positives and cons there's pros and cons to everything but in this scenario i guess we were looking for that tension right that tension when you come out there and you know your team needs this six points you, you need it, and you've got to play your best game. You've got to be perfect. And, you know, it's not a doubles. It's not me and you got it. Me and Eddie got it. It's, it's you know, Corbin's got this. Corbin represents the team. Everybody's looking at you. So I think to have that best overall player versus their best overall player in the last moment before you go in the airmail shooter for six match points, which is hefty in this match setting, that's, uh, I think it's what creates the excitement, creates that tension that we're looking for rather than the opposite because if you had because like i said before your best overall player is typically a singles player right overall like the ability to do all these shots so why would you have your if you if you have your prime time moment for doubles and they're only good at shooting on the right side of the board only good at shooting the left then your best overall player misses that prime time spot every time and they might in a way sandbag themselves or focus on only one side of the board to get on a doubles team you know, and then if you flip it, then people are aspiring to be that singles player. They're aspiring to be in that prime time spot, which I think I think is going to work for us. But if not, the league will change its rules, and then maybe next year we should have. We listened to Eddie. We should have listened to Eddie in the beginning. We should have flipped it, but who knows? <laughs> and it's not uh, just me. I just got. I just got to be the. I got to be the devil's advocate to make sure you know we get all the answers. That's, that's all. Um, no, yeah, and it's a good question. It's a good answer because I've never been asked that. Um, but yeah, trust me, you know, when we, when we went through the rules and I, and I mean, me and the MLC, when we went through the rules, we, we took it and we were like, all right, are we sure? And you only get one shot to come out with rules. So you go in, you, you go in, you bring other people, you compete, you, you see what takes up time. You see what works in practicality on paper and what actually works in person. You see what the timelines look like. You see if, you know, cause originally I'll say that our airmail shootout was, uh, one bag, the bags only counted if they went in the hole. But what you realize is on a club level, you might have some people who miss the board entirely all the time. You're just watching people go back and forth missing, and that's not fun. So, but a lot of people will at least hit the airmail board itself and be on the bat on the hole on the hole. So you present one match point for on the on the board on the airmail board, and then two match points in the hole. So now you're creating a little bit more escalation. Uh, quicker, quicker way and to when, score And when you're saying airmail board, are you talking like bomb box? Yeah, I'm, yeah, like a bomb box. Okay. Correct. 
Um, and then I got the last question. So uh, a lot of these questions that are going to come up to the, the way I'm trying to wrap my brain about this is thinking about it like an NFL team or an NBA team, right? Is the way that I'm trying to picture this. So when you're talking about like locations of games that are or matches that are going to be completed, right? There's two different uh, options. Like esports is like, you know, everyone shows up at a venue and, and like, let's say Philadelphia hosts all five matches. So when, as a fan, you come to Philadelphia, you get to see, you know, every team is there and then you, you know, each place owns a match day, or is it going to be, you know, we go to an away game and it's just that one match at that arena. Like what's the goal for the locations? So to get the most to your community, right. You want to offer flexibility. Cause right in the very beginning, I said that this whole concept is to bring communities together. And the only way to do that is to be involved in the community on a regular basis throughout the season. And you also want to provide a way for sponsors, regional sponsors like for Zeb and the companies that sponsor his, his team to get more than just one big event out of the year, right? You want to bring it to the community several times. You want to make it a pattern. Like you want to get season tickets. You want to do that aspect. So we very much do uh, in season one, there'll be seven home events for every team. Season two, there'll be nine home events for every team. Uh, and then you have your combine events that are in your, uh, that are in your community. And this brings that community aspect together. It brings the seats on, it brings the tickets. It brings the people who want to get involved in like having a good Saturday out, uh, or at live casino in Philadelphia who just want to have a good time. And they might not be able to make one Saturday. doesn't mean they can't make the other one. So by home so event, to bring the community one, together. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Do you mean one singular match? Like one team is going to come to your home, like a one game? team. Okay. So uh, I, I know we just launched uh, the other day and we're, I think we're announcing another one <clears throat> tonight or tomorrow. The uh, they're all signed. All of our teams are signed. We're just announcing them, you know, a little bit by a bit, but the, for like the Kansas airmen that we already announced, they would come into Philly or, or vice versa. And then they would go in and play each other in a match on match setting, you know, or, or team on team setting in one match. Now for our championship event, uh I'm looking at Zeb here. I don't know. Should, I mean, do we tell him the name of our championship event? I think we should wait. All right. Oh, see, this is why I bring him on because he he reserves me. He he tells me no, yes or no. For our championship event, it is actually a big invitation. So all of our uh, qualifying teams to the playoffs will go to that invitational. Year one, there's not enough teams to really divide it out. So everybody's invited and how they rank throughout their season record will be how they seed in the invitational for the championship. Right. And is there, is there, I know there's eight teams. Is there going to be two divisions of four? Is it just one division of eight, like not doing divisions yet? Cause there's not enough teams. So some legalities and some issues with contracts happened for two of the teams. So we had to postpone two of the teams into 2024. So we're actually launching season one with six teams, six teams. Um, so it, yeah. So it's not quite ideal, right? Like I mentioned in the past, which is why I was I was hesitant to announce a lot of people in the past because things like this happen. Uh, but we feel comp uh, all of the six teams are set in stone for season one, so we are where we are. Um, but yeah, so they will all play each other throughout the season. The schedule is already set, and we start May sixth, two thousand twenty three. Um, and uh, once you have this stuff, they have a fourteen week season. At that 14-week season, at the end of that season, which ends August 5th, uh, whatever their uh, ranking is or however they well they did in the season will be their first seed, second seed. And then in first and second seed, we'll have buys in the Invitational, the Championship Invitational. Fourth and fifth will play each other. 
third and sixth will play each other in the uh, first round of the of the championships. Right. All right, cool. So uh, you t- mentioned this for a half second. Let's get into it because a lot of people have been asking me about this, which is the combine system. So uh, how the how the players or, you know, how, how the teams are going to be able to kind of see the prospects that they'll have in the area or, you know, maybe from out of area. How um, I know you you were still like waiting to uh, not release the details of how this is going to work, but how, how are the combine system going to work? Like how is a player going to figure out how to get on a team or try out? Per well, se? every team hosts their own combine. Uh, so for the example, I would let Zeb uh, answer this and, sure. you know, we're still planning it out. Like we still have like the exact details and I believe Philadelphia should be able to announce their, uh, their plans for it in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, Zeb, what's your thoughts on how you're going to get the best players from Philly out there? I'm just worried that the 14 people that probably liked what we were doing fell off the map after all that discussion. No. Oh, Tyler froze on me. Oh, oh, did I freeze? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought it was an awkward silence. Oh. No, uh, <laughs> no, Zeb, uh, how, how are you? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was like, did, was that an awkward silence? I was like, Zeb, I, was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I know you're trying to say something. You're completely frozen. So we're just going to wait it out. Am I still frozen? No, no, you're good now. Good now. Good now. Oh, oh, I was like, oh my goodness. I know. <laughs> had that happen before. No. So basically what's going to happen is they're going to host a two day event in Philadelphia and uh, at live casino and then we're uh you're just they're gonna recruit they're gonna assess you on your skills on the left side of the board the right side of the board and they're gonna put you in a in a round robin event event together against other people who are in your skill level relatively and they're gonna see how you fall on the point system we do have a point system so whether you make a like a platinum level gold level skill and uh and whatnot and then it, it we're not exactly looking for the best overall scores right Zeb and his team might be looking for airmails, right? They might want to see a stellar airmail shot. They might have a strategy for uh, block and push. Personally, I don't think Zeb's good enough at Cornell to judge that, but hey, that's just me. Every time <laughs> I go to Philly, I have to show him how we in Ohio do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to laugh. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I'm frozen. So I can't no, even no, tell no, if you're good. You're good. The beard no, is right. so big, it's, it's covering up the smile now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I'm just waiting for you to finish. I never stop. I never stop. So please, I don't stop talking. Just interrupt me, please. Well, Zeb, let me ask no, you a question. Let me ask you a question then, real yeah. quick. So, if your team, your team's based in Philly, so for your combine and for the players, are all the players going to need to be local to Philly? Is it going to just be within a driving distance? And same thing with like a, you know, from an NFL team perspective, is there going to be like a practice per se or you get together so they need to be somewhat local to compete or how is that going to work from a player recruitment perspective yeah first off full disclosure if if anyone is wearing a foam finger at my event they'll be escorted out okay that's number one that that's first and foremost there's no foam fingers at my games and number two so this is an ever evolving developing new sport we're doing. So it's fluid. So listen, like he said about the games, doubles, doubles, and next year it may change, you know, but time will tell. And, you know, we're taking it slow. Um, But to your question about the combine, yeah, I don't really care where they come from. I just want studs. Philly's a bunch of winners and we want to win. So we'll recruit from wherever. And they're going to want to play here because it's going to be a party. 
So do they need to be able to uh, be there, be local to like do things during the week? Or is it going to be like, doesn't matter where they're from, you're going to fly to your games anyway? Or what's kind of the goal then from like regional? Like, do you want them within a couple hours perspective or out east? Or what are you looking for? They could live in California. If they're a stud, we'll make sure they get here to practice and everything. You know, that's the one thing about what we're doing is that, you know, these players are going to be paid. You know, if they're good at what they do and we'll find out. Um, this is very serious for us. You know, we take, you know, Tyler, the commissioner, um, got us to this point. We're here now and we're going to make some noise. You know, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. You know, you were talking about why would people tune in, um, to watch us. They're going to watch because it's going to be, you have to look, it's not even a sports company as much as it is an entertainment company. So just like what the Sixers do around here, look, we love what all the Philly teams do. So we can pick and choose and talk to them and see what they do best. But at the end of the day, this is a professional sport and it's going to be treated as such. Just like you were saying, you were spot on the NFL, the NBA. That's our model. So then coming from, you know, obviously like the top players in the world currently are playing in the ACL. There's a good amount. There's a good amount of great players in the ACL. And then there's a lot of good players that don't play in either currently. Um, there's a lot of great players that don't play. Correct. So then is this year, is the is the talent pool that you're pulling from, uh, are you trying to pull from uh, just players that aren't in anything yet? Are you trying to entice players that maybe already have something to come join this? Like what's the no, goal from we, there? Yeah, we don't want to entice anyone from what they're doing. You know, if they're doing what they're doing and they're making it work, God bless them. There's, there's enough talent to go around for all of us to be fruitful. So – you know, what the ACL does is what the ACL does. They do it well. And, you know, to, to us, it, it's, we, we, we continue down our lane, which is growing a professional sport that's going to do really big things, just not in the game itself to bring light to it. Communities, like he said, I don't need to get into all of it, but um, we have a vision, me and my partner. You know, I have a, I have a partner, um, best friend, um, very buttoned up individual. And, you know, we're here to... Um, normally I was a four for four guy in Philly. I'm a five for five guy now because we're a new franchise in the city. So we're excited. And everyone who comes out to say this is going to say that it's going to be a party. So then obviously with the, uh, the format with the two doubles, three singles, that's seven players as the starting roster. How, how big is the roster uh, going to be from the start of the year? Is it going to be a bunch of players, just seven straight? Is it going to be some reserve? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I probably would want like 30 or 40 players on the team. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> right. Hold on. Now. He's like, everybody no, in so, is getting signed. And if I call you, you come. Like, that's it. So, so like I said, it's fluid, right, guys? I mean, we would say seven's going to work this year. Maybe five might work next year. Might eight might work next year. But, you know, listen, we're here. This is a long-term thing. This isn't. We need to build huge relationships today. This is let's work together, build up. And that's what we're going to do. You know, we've been doing it from the minute Tyler um, approached me um, with his partners, uh, Jason, which is a big stay with him for sure. They do a lot of great stuff together. Um, I was all in. He just had to say, hey, we got we have an idea. And I said, I'm in. And from right there, we got to work. You know, we're, we're developing. You know, I just I just landed um, a nice long term contract with Live Casino. Um, that says a lot. You know, that, that says that they believe in our mission and um, our vision. And that's important. You know, I always tell, like I told my wife, you know, if you don't believe in me, that's fine. But there's a lot of people out there who are a lot smarter than me that think it's going to work. 
And that's all I have to say. So from a Tyler, I guess for then from a franchising perspective, let's go into the actual like you know franchising because this is different than anything that's ever been done in the sport. So you know, I, I know I know a lot of people have maybe said like I, I've seen some stuff floating around Facebook or I've gotten some messages from people that have thrown around around the number or you know the eye opening number of the 100k franchise cost right for a team to get in the league. So. How is that number determined, and what is obtained from paying that? Is it just uh, is it just money to help the league get started? Is it just owning the rights? I know, like I've heard you talk about the pickleball thing about how it started at 100k. Now uh, we're at like a I'll answer this, Tyler. Maybe I'll mind. Zeb's like, hold my beer. Uh, sure, go, yeah, go ahead. I <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, you know, listen, that the hundred thousand dollars says we're serious. You know, this isn't a backyard game. You know, like it's a. I have been having fun for years, but hundred thousand dollars say. We're, this is serious. We're here to play. And, the, you know, the owners that have been involved so far, we're all here to play. This is serious. It, this isn't let's come see if it works, guys. Hey, may work, may not. It's going to work. You know, and, and we're all aware of what, what's in front of us. And we, we love a challenge. So we're excited. We're going to be here for years and years to come. And, you know, the $100,000 goes to pay for Tyler. You know, he doesn't work for free. Just like you, you don't work. I don't work for free. I definitely don't work. For, my partner definitely don't work for free. Tyler will great. Dominic, I love him. He ain't getting out of bed unless he's making money. So I, I know he's buttoned up individual and we have, um, uh, you know, we just, you know, we're in the process, um, of finishing up some fine details with a big PR firm out of North Carolina, um, to start handing over social media. Um, and you know, the hundred thousand dollars you said goes to pay salaries, goes to pay website designer, goes to pay everything you need to start a real company. You know, and if he wasn't going to do that, I'd have been out a long time ago. You know, I knew that when I came on here, they didn't have any money. That's okay. Doesn't well, mean hold on now. Hold on now. Well, yeah, you know what I listen. When I talk about broke. money, <laughs> yeah, no, but listen, when you talk about money, starting something like this, um, you know, people want to know who you're dealing with. And, you know, Tyler was upfront and honest from the beginning. And that's what I respect. You know, I don't need someone to say they have millions of dollars in reserves for me to want to um, believe in something. You know, and someone told me, and this sticks with me every day. You know, he said, do you believe in this? And I said, absolutely. And he said, well, what the fuck are we talking about? Because guess what? At the end of the day, if you believe in it and we believe in it, good things are going to come. Sure. So then in the... You know, I, I think I got this question from someone uh, in the future that was like, you know, if another team wants to get in, obviously you guys are full this year, which is congrats. I'm glad that worked out. You guys got filled in. But I think so. people are just curious on other than we were just wondering, is the 100K go to the MLC as a company? How is the teams expecting to make that money back from an investment? If a team's looking to get in next year, you know, what should they be expecting on that front other than to just be a part of, you know, the idea and believing in the idea from an investment standpoint? Uh, what is that money going towards and, and how can they expect to, you know, then yeah. work towards so, that in the future? Yeah. So what's yeah. the money, there's a lot of legalities when you look at franchise law, right? right? And what, when you mentioned earlier, what we did is not ever been done in this sport, but any sport ever is, is very true and accurate. You know, the franchise under, and unlike the membership member, you know, type concept that the NFL and NBA do, you know, this is a franchise or franchise fee, uh, you know, franchisee type, system. This is a parent company, daughter company. Zeb Capania own and his partner Dominic own a company that is under the MLC company, which means if another league pop, if another league pops up, 
Zeb cannot take the Philadelphia bell ringers and just stop paying fees with us and then just go over. That's not possible. It's not legal. So what we've done is we created stability. What your franchise fee goes for is the company itself. You, you know, you're going for one, it allows us to market for you. Putting a team up is not cheap. Building your system, building your website, build. I have a full staff that works for us, right? That supports Zeb. We have directors of products. We have marketing. We have sales. We have finance. That that costs, right? Um, even if we are doing the best we can um, in every aspect of it, there is certain things that we can go for and 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 do for the company. Uh, you know, this isn't just for you know. This isn't Tyler Scott gets a Corvette with your hundred thousand. That's not what it is. Trust me. I, I wouldn't even buy a Corvette even if I could. That's that. I mean, there would be not just immoral, but a lot of problems with that. The franchise fee, like all franchise fees, if you buy a McDonald's or a Taco Bell, it goes to you as a company to get you help set up. Everything else that you spend, if you buy a Taco Bell, is the you got to pay for the construction. You got to pay for your permits. You got to pay for your initial uniforms for your workers, just like Zeb. He has to do his own contracts with his venues. He's got to sign his own players. He's got to have his own. Yeah, we know that wasn't cheap. That's <laughs> not all right. And then uh, you know he's throwing out T-shirts at at the uh, live casino opening their their big event. You know, but we are there to support him in every way we do it, and then we bring them all together. So what your hundred thousand dollars says is that one, you are here to play. Two, you've got stake in this game. And three, I can now support you better. For example, if you get free college, you probably don't respect it much. But if you pay for college, you feel confident in your major, even in yourself. If you pay $100,000, whether you're a multi-millionaire opponent from your 401k, you're invested in this. This is now a business. If you go and I just sign stuff away for, hey, man, this is for free. Come help us out on a team. How do I know that you're going to put any investment into the company? No, how do I know that you even believe in this? Right. This is for the select few, especially season one, the select team owners that say, listen, I want to do something that's never been done before, especially Zeb Capania, who was the first team he put his face through and without uh, through the glass and said, I want to be Zeb is my witness. And Zeb uh, did this to me back in December when we were uh, officially signing contracts, like after months of work. He goes, Tyler, you better not sign another team but me first. I swear, I better be the first team. While other team owners are going, hey, man, I, I don't know if, if, if I buy in and you don't get the other teams, what's going to happen to me? Zeb goes, no, I want to be first. I want to set the tone. And these are the types of people that we brought together all across the United States that's going to allow this this company to go big. And this and this is amazing. Yeah, you're spot on, but you didn't, you didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Yeah, that's Zeb's sign. He does this. Yo, bud. Yo, bud. If you when, guys see when, Yo, when bud, it's, uh, it's actually trademarked his saying. Which is a lot with him. It's uh, Yo, bud. So if I ever answer the call, Eddie, and you're like, hey, Todd, what are you doing? I say, Yo, bud. That's It's custom Zeb. I, I don't know. It's Let, let's, let's just say every time I'm around Tyler, there's a lot of this going on. <laughs> <laughs> So then obviously uh, there's a couple, you know, you got Kansas and Philadelphia. Um, the other teams haven't been announced. What determined what cities get a team? Is it just where you got interest from that they were based the out people of? People paid. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Stop. No, Zeb plays too much on these media calls. Um, so, no. So I will say that Ohio is the next team to be announced. If it's not announced tonight, it'll be announced tomorrow morning, which if I know by the time that this launches, people will see Ohio then. 
Um, so what what determines uh, where we sell out, where we where we partner with, really? Uh, everything has to be kind of Kansas and East this year, right? Travel costs is huge, right? You know, I know Zeb goes, hey, I'll fly you from California. A lot of other teams aren't going to fly you from California every match, right? So well, listen, I said he had to be a stud. Yeah, he said he had to be a stud. Okay, I'm not just, I'm just, I'm not flying you from California. Uh. <laughs> no, uh, so you, uh, so everybody kind of wants uh, to keep it relatively uh, east of the Mississippi. Year two is not going to be any different. So the teams that are coming in 2024 are going to be Kansas and East, Texas and East, right? So uh, trying to fill up this eastern seaboard so we can get better uh, travel costs instead of having travel six hours minimum per team, right? Uh, and, that's, and that's a good travel distance. Some teams are a good, like, 12-hour drives, if not more. And, and I, know I don't even like to fly. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like to fly, so I'm going to have, like, a John Madden bus. Yeah. <laughs> <It's, laughs> Yeah, he's he's gonna put some cool stuff together. Uh, we got lucky because Wichita, Kansas, is actually pretty cheap to go to because nobody wants to go there <laughs> except for uh, Cornell teams. But I, I love Kansas. I'm gonna be in Kansas later this week for our media event, so it's uh, it's gonna be fantastic and it's a we, great community. Philadelphia already forfeited those games. Just saying so you know. that. No, no, we're not forfeiting <laughs> those games. But, um, but what determines it? Uh, but the other piece that determines that, not just locational, but is the partners that we have out of there. Um, you know, obviously we would have loved to have had, I'll tell you who we don't have this year. We don't have Tennessee. We don't have Kentucky, got close to Kentucky, but we don't have to Kentucky. We don't have Indiana. That's for legal reasons. A franchise. Why are we talking about people we don't have? So we have, (laughs) you know, like like we don't have, let's let's talk about who we have. All right. I got you. I can't talk about who we all have, Zed. They all got I hear you, but you can talk about me. I, I could. All right, so Zeb is, is amazing. He's the only one that matters. It's Philadelphia. <laughs> no, it's not we that. We've we got to wake the people up, man. We've got to get the people shoes. Right? They're full of number twos out in Philadelphia. The, uh, you know, they lost in the Super Bowl. They lost in the U.S. Oh, here we go. They couldn't even make – didn't they lose the World why Series? That, why do you have to do that to me? Why <laughs> do you have I to just, bring It's this a up. rough year. And not even for the reasons that you're thinking about. I mean, like, come on. I just calmed out at it. A nice cocktail before I came on. I'm going to need another one. The only <laughs> so there's going to be another riot for the every time I come into town. Now it's going to be boycott, Commissioner Scott. Philly you know? is a beautiful place to be, and yeah. we're going to shine such a great light on Philly. All those, you know, throwing snowballs. It's so old, man. We've moved on from so that. How like, we got you know, Zeb, right? Zeb Capania was a one of our first ones we talked to. And it's just one of your first ones. I thought I was the first. That's what determines. Sure. So then uh, it was the first one that we got. So with the franchise, uh, franchise league, and, and a good explanation, the parent company, daughter company, per se. So is are those teams then, which are, are those teams then all going to garner their own sponsors, cover their own costs, and then will the MLC as an overarching company have you know a? Do you guys have sponsors as a big company to? help with other things as well is it all kind of going to be on the team basis for the so what we've done for every team is to a good point right we're not trying to be overarching so zeb has to be able to sell his title he's got to be able to sell his platinum and he's got to sell his big stuff and regionally based sponsors is why the mlc works because we're not just going after coke and sketchers and 
and Mike's or, or Bush Beans, the ones that you yeah, recognize. Sure. You know, Zeb's going after that those companies that mean something to Philly, that means something to his region. Sure. Uh, but to not overstep our bounds is the MLC because there's a perfect, you know, it's a parent-daughter relationship, but it's also, you know, a give and take, right? I don't want to fill his stadium area up with a bunch of our sponsors. Right. So what we do is, you know, because that's his that's his way of producing money to pay players. That's his way to pay players bigger salaries next year, to, to increase his sponsors. The um, What we do is the MLC sells only one corporate partnership, MLC presented by blank. And we are in the talks of sealing a few of those deals now. Sure. Uh, well, few prospects. But we sell only one. So anywhere you see MLC, it's presented by one. So if we're, you know, if our logo is in the middle of the court, it's just that. So that way every team can have their ability to generate revenue. Sure. Uh, okay. Massive. That makes sense. Um, in terms of uh, player payment, oh, actually, let me—I don't want to skip this one first. With obviously with sponsors, the big thing that, to garner sponsors is exposure. They want you know they're they're not just giving you money to give you money. They 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 want to be able to make money from marketing. What are the plans for broadcasting or getting this? Uh, I, basically, the eyes on the event. Like, how are you going to? Other than in-person sales, is there going to be a way to watch this in some way? Yeah. So. You know, we're, we're working a lot of avenues to make this happen as much as like for every local team to have streaming, to have every local team recorded, you know, past, you know, but on the professional national level, there is plans for a national broadcast at the championship event, which is all you can really ask for year one, right? Mm-hmm. A year one, most broadcasters are going to ask what? What's your history? Right. We don't have any. You know, what's your what's your exposure? We don't have any. Right. Because we don't know what that exposure might be yet. So we've already had uh, conversations and we already have a lockdown date uh, for the date and time for our national broadcast. And it will. uh, But, you know, until we have everything signed and done, I'll hold off on the announcement. But absolutely, we want our championship, like actual championship, not just invitational, but the final match will be a broadcasted event. Okay. Um, in terms of player payments, so you know, obviously, you know, like 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 Zeb says, you're not going to get out of bed if you're not making money, right? But so players, you know, <laughs> if, if you earn your spot on the team, you're, you're coming out. This is like you know, going to be what you're going to do. Is it going to be like an NFL, like a set salary? You sign a contract for a set amount per year. Is it going to be different based on the skill level of the player? Is that completely up to the team? Is there a league minimum? Like what 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 should players be expecting when it comes from? You know, like, are they playing for prize money? Like, obviously, Cornell has kind of been in the past. Hey, you win, you pay an entry fee, you win the tournament, you get X money, but X amount your entry fee, right? This is obviously different. It's more of an employee-employer relationship with a sporting team. How is that going to be working for incentives or for player uh, player payment? So I'll I'll answer initially, and then I'll and I'll hit it over to Zeb to see what his plans are because it is it is up to the team. Right. It is up to the team owner. What I can say from the national point of view, from the corporate office point of view is we do, uh, you know, we want every team to negotiate good deals. We want every uh, player to understand that this is a year one budget, right? So are we going to offer you $10,000 to play one game, win or lose? No, we're not going to do that. Uh, But are we going to offer you several hundred dollars, if not a thousand dollars or more around that range? Oh, depend on the stud, right? Zeb says depend on the stud. You know, uh, you know, that's very possible. The uh, we're paying for uh, all travel and all lodging, which takes I mean, you're looking at on the average player throughout the league. You're looking at a five hundred dollar investment per player. Right. Right. So 
And, and that's if, you know, you're just going short term. The longer ones are going to be a little bit more. What we found is that with that in a actual investment, you're getting about 500 and then you have the additional what you take home. And then if there's a food stipend or whatnot, the MLC mandates travel, lodging, and pay. Now, as we get together as a, as a league, more than likely we'll have a set minimum. We're not going to say no, but uh, you know, but we're not going to let you get paid $10 for the event or right. for free. We're not going to let you work for free because that looks the MLC bad. Right. makes the MLC look bad. But what we're at the same you time is, that. well, no, they're not going to go for free, Zeb. The, uh, we don't want you looking bad. No, I'll tell you what, out of all the owners, Zeb and uh, the Philadelphia team are actually the most. And Dominic. Zeb and Dominic, Dominic. Yeah, Zeb and Dominic are probably the most likely to throw stacks at you. So if you're from <laughs> Philly, that's the combination. <laughs> but yeah, so, then, but that's, that's what our corporate take is on it. Um, and I know that a lot of players in the ACL or the ACO or who do it a lot of like amateur professionals, you know what I mean? Like who love to just play all over the place. Um, it travels a huge expense, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's tasking and Corbin as as you probably know, getting your own sponsors is tasking because you have the same players going after the same companies for sponsorship. And what I've seen over the last two years is that big bag companies and other stuff are decreasing the amount of players that they're sponsoring. So, uh, and they're kind of focusing on their shiners. So uh, in this scenario, you come to the MLC, yeah, you may not get the chance year one to be like a Trey Birchfield or a Mark Richards with a, you know, six-figure contract with the ACL. But that bottom 90% that's, you know, trying to just break even to, to be a pro, the MLC, you don't have to break even. Once you sign with the MLC, you're, you're taken care of. And we only have matches on Saturdays. So you don't have to quit your day job. You don't have to, you know, travel on Fridays unless – you know, unless it's, you know, Zeb, you know, putting you in the back of a van and taking you 18 hours of Kansas, you know, other than that, you're, uh, you're, you're going to be taken care of and you're going to know along uh, a way ahead of time. So it's going to be good stuff. Zeb, what is your thoughts? I don't even know what, what to say at this point. You said it all. I do that. Is, no, what, what, I are just your leave? Thoughts, what are your thoughts on how you're going to how are you going to approach appealing to the players that, you know, pay watch? I'm going to try to do what I do in my other business, try to get people to work for nothing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's, he's, kidding. he's kidding everybody. He's, just, he's too I'm, much sarcasm. They, I think they know I'm kidding, Tyler. You got to tell people you're kidding. <laughs> so you'd be they surprised. The hate mail well, that I get sometimes. From the internet's, internet's a crazy place. The internet's time. a crazy place. All, all they'll do is they'll take that one little clip and oh, yeah. replay it over and over. Guess what? They'll be like, this they is why the MLC will never work. Yeah, <laughs> could, could, they yep, can take whatever clip they want. shaking his head yes. He's going, yep, I know that. Yeah, they do it to us all the time. I'm editing the clip right now, actually. For me, I'm glad I don't really listen to that noise. I just yeah. don't, you know. But what are your plans? What do you think? Well, just a, a, what are you thinking off the top of your head? So, you know, what he said, I don't want to put a number on what guys could make. I mean, you know, like I said, it's ever evolving, you know, and, and this year, you know, we are going to play per game. Um, the dollar amount, you, you know, I don't want to come out here and mislead anyone, sure. you know. We're going to pay good. I don't know what that looks like right this second. I mean, to pay a few thousand dollars for like a stud stud, I, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like year one. I just don't. So I don't want to mislead anyone, but 
I can tell you, we want the best, you know? And like I said, coming from Philadelphia, born and raised, me and Dominic, you know, we want to win, you know? Two types of people in the world, right? Winners and losers. We want to be on the winning side. You know, we always had. So, um, you know, we just hope that everyone that comes out is going to understand that it's going to evolve, that this year might, next year might not look like this year. Um, but it's going to be better and it's going to continue to keep getting better and better and grow as we grow TV contracts. Listen, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We got a lot of great stuff in the works, you know, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, partnerships. I, I have some talks with some really big ones. You know, I, I landed live. That's a sponsorship, you know, live from the minute I walked in there and I met Robert. Um, he saw the vision, his owner saw the vision. And there was really nothing left to say, but getting the work. And we got the work and we got a lot of good stuff ahead. Um, you know, you're going to need to come out to live May 6th to see what exactly what it's all about. But I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed. And if they are, I'll just say Tyler did it. <laughs> so then, and from, then uh, obviously, gentlemen, obviously in like an NFL NBA perspective, right? Uh, let's say, you know, LeBron signs a deal. You know, people hear about at five years, X dollars, right? Is the... Even though it doesn't matter what the numbers are, if they're low, high, whatever, first year, that kind of thing. Is it? Is there at least going to be some form of transparency after players are signed? Is it okay for them to talk to people Absolutely. about what's going on? Is that? Is that Absolutely. Listen, okay. in life, transparency is the only way to be. Right. I always said when I when I started, um, you know, me and my wife, we started a trucking company seven years ago. And I always told her, I said, I never want to look behind my back. I just don't. You know, everything's going to be above board. Someone wants to know what someone makes. If he makes a lot of money, guess what? Get better. I tell my kids all the time, you know, you want to be the best? Go work. You know, we have a platform now. Guys want to come over. They want to be big time. They want to be on TV. Well, we'll see what happens. Sure. So then let's go and into so, – go ahead, Tyler. And I'll, and I'll one more caveat. I will tell you what, you know, and that's and that's straight from an owner himself. And then what I advise all owners is there's two ways to do contracts, right? You can pay players because there's so many different positions, right? As we talked about, there's a doubles position and singles. That might be fluid. You might start as a doubles player in the beginning of the year, and they might go, wow, you're actually a better singles player than I thought, and move you into the singles. So, and obviously, if you're the number one singles player, you're playing for six match points instead of two with a, with a partner. So that might, in your mind, in my mind, say, well, I should get paid more. Right. So there's two ways to pay a player in the MLC. One, you can pay them a set amount no matter what play, uh, place they play at. So if they play, you know, for example, let's just say it's, you know, I'm paying you $500 to show up. Yeah, and then if you play first singles, you play first singles. If you play second doubles, you play second doubles. But you get paid the same. Sure. Or the second route is, hey, if you play second doubles, I'll pay you 200 bucks. But if you play first singles, I'll pay you 1000 or 1500 right. So there's that escalation of tension and escalation of pay. So an ex escalation of talent, which – each team owner can take it how they want. They can take it one way with every team or their whole team or, or different players and how they work out those contracts. I know uh, another owner has said that he's talked to many players before his combine ever is ever taking place, right? They're reaching out to him and they're saying, Hey, you know, and they'd say, listen, I, get me on your team. I'll do it for $200 a spot. I don't care. I don't right. have to pay for sponsors. I don't have to pay for travel. And that's how starved this industry is for Correct. just, I agree just trying to get out there and trying to get paid. So I don't think there's going to be any problem, but at the same time, we want to be fair. We want to pay people what their value is. And we, but at this, you know, in year one, I think was, that was trying to get to is, you know, 
we don't know what everybody's market cap is going to be. Right. Right. Philadelphia could have a $500,000 market cap, but they don't know it yet. They, uh, or, you know, in Ohio could have a $120,000 market. We just don't know what they have to pay players. So at the end of year one, you know, I've told every owner, I want them to sign one year contracts with every player because year two, that combine is going to be massive. And then they're going to actually be able to put that pay scale ahead of the combine. They're going to say, listen, I know what I made last year. I know what I, I, I'm, I'm expected to make year two. And this is how much I know I can pay players. And then they can let the salary or expectations uh, you know, be ahead of it in advance for the combine and let people really get competitive for year right. two and really represent themselves. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, the main reason I wanted to do this this podcast and, and the Bag Alliance, which we're going to talk about here in a second, is because, like, you know, I, I believe that it personally can work just because, like, I talk to a lot of people that are very, very good, that aren't pros, that I'm like, hey, if you were good enough that they would pay your travel and play a tournament and their league was nobodycaresleague.com, would you play in it? Yep. It's just like, you know, because there's just not, I mean, there's only 250 pros, right, in the ACL, and there's way more than 200. How many times do you go to a blinder on? There's one dude that wins every single time, and no one's ever heard of him, and he just lives in bumfuck nowhere, right? It's just like there's so many good players that nobody knows about, which is why I think it can work. Uh, the bag, which is why going into the alliance, you know, that I, I with my bag company, joined the alliance, like, pretty quick. I was like, yeah, it seems like it. I want to be in this early because I feel like this is going to explode and I want to be in at the beginning. Uh, but that's a good call. So, Hey, by the way, Zeb is, Zeb is looking for a bag manufacturer. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, we'll talk. Um, listen, I know, I know what the Philly market brings. I know what kind what, what kind of fans we have here. Very passionate. So, you know, I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to send you my Eagles design that I uh, dropped last week. They're pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> Listen, I, I have, I, I'll just leave you this little caveat. I have some things that will go on the board that I think will be mind-popping for people. Which is good. So let's talk we'll, a little we'll bit. leave it at that. Let's talk a little bit about the bag alliance. So what bags are players allowed or going to throw, and how is that going to be determined? So obviously, uh, like depending on how much uh, – a lot of the listeners might know a lot about bags – depending on how much anybody else doesn't know about bags, let's listen to this. A lot of companies, let's say uh, the BGs of the world, have the really bouncy carpet bags, right? And some companies just don't make that bag. They make like mid-speed to fast-speed, slower or like thinner bags, not that bouncy, rolly kind of bag. So when you're picking a company, how is that going to be determined? And then how are those players going to be affected with that with that bag choice or with the company so choice? So what I, what I will say is when I – because, you know, how you approach bag companies in this industry is, is huge. Right. right. It's like how you approach rackets and tennis. Right. Everybody has their preferred. What I will say is this. I don't I'm not creating a stamp. Right. So no stamp. There's no you have to pay me to get in front of the play, uh, the teams. I don't want that. I want a free and open market. I want, you know, uh, sub zero bags to be able to go to Zeb Capani and say, hey, I want to be in your market. And if somebody else wants to be in his market, there was like, hey, I'll also throw this on top of it and then have that natural capitalistic progression with deals and markets the way it should be sure i shouldn't be over exactly the way it should be exactly i shouldn't be taxing you to get you to for the hopes of selling bags how many bag stamps are there out there and people just buy these stamps with the hopes of competing with ultra lucky reynolds you know bg which are dominating in the market you know there's a lot of lower bag companies who pay for these stamps that just aren't getting that return 
Correct. So in this scenario, by matching yourself with Zeb Capania and the Philadelphia Bell Ringers or whoever team you match yourself with, you're getting exclusivity, right? You're gonna you're gonna be the only bag partner of that team. And if that if that player wants to play on the Bell Ringers uh, team, they're gonna use the bags that they're they're supposed to use that they're that they're gonna have to use. Um, which they're going to be home and away bags, which is going to be really cool, right? A home and away bags, you know, for where you're at. Uh, but you know, it, it's just a part of whatever guy, uh, whatever type of partnership you guys come to. If Eddie, you do partner with Zeb, you could say, all right, I'm going to offer you six different speed options and you're going to put it on his website. These are the speed options for this, uh, Philadelphia bell ringers. Uh, their designs are pretty just kind of about their team, but right. You could buy an option one through six. You could have a carpet bag, not carpet bag, and whatever you guys do. And when people play with it, like if you play at Philadelphia Bell Ringer, as a Philadelphia Bell Ringer, you've got to use those bags. So if you go to any sort of other outside, I know Zeb is huge in the working with the community and doing events outside of just being matches. If you want to go and compete, then you need to be uh, within that market and you need to compete with uh, Philadelphia Bell Ringer bags or a version of it in the approved MLC uh, alliance, I suppose. But there's a there's alliance companies, and then there's approved bags. Approved to get your bag approved with MLC, we don't require any money. We don't require any percentage of your net sales. We don't require anything. All you gotta do is send us a set of bags. Our director of products will be like, "All right, this meets qualification," and then we sign you off as approved bag company. I mean, that's is that not how things should work? Right. Right. It's it's the it's the common sense answer for the industry that has I think has been taken advantage of for years. Sure. And I guess this Zeb, this is a question for you then as a team owner, right? So as a bag company in the alliance, me, somebody else, anybody or anybody approved bag maker, they're coming to you like, uh, hey, I want to be the bag company of Philly. What is the team's expectation or what is your expectation from that company to provide? And then what is your expectation that you are going to provide? Yeah, so I mean, I'm big in the uh, individuality, right? So, and, and I love small business. So, you know, I love the opportunity for smaller companies to come in and, and show us what they have. You know, we want um, to make a statement. We we want to put fresh, cool, um, exactly what's going on in our community on our boards, on our bags. So, it is important, especially for us in Philly, um, to have that. You know, it's a Philly thing, man. That's all I can say. You know, you got to be from Philly to understand it. But the relationships and partnerships, first and foremost, um, are based upon trust. So they're, they're going to be hopefully long-term relationships that we're going to build. You know, I'm not looking for like a one-year hit it and, you know, let's look for someone else. It's like I want long-term. Sure. And the MLC wants long-term. Right. Yeah. And then my question there comes from, uh, I guess, Tyler, too, for, for any of the teams, is it, you know, is the thought process then a bag company, if they're coming in a sponsor team, they're providing all like, you know, they're providing all of them free of charge or then they're giving, or is there like a, like how, I'm just trying to figure out the relationship no, between the company so and the bag would, company, right? Yeah, we would, ex no, we, and, and like, uh, you know, I've mentioned this in the past. I don't ever want to not, and I, and I do the same thing with venues, right? I never want to assume that we, you know, that you shouldn't make money, that it, it's about us. It's not about us. And, and just like Zeb said, it's about a partnership. It's about long-term partnership. How do you build long-term relationships? Honesty, right? And compromise. 
So if, you know, obviously we're going to have to mark up our bags. Mm -hmm. Yep, transparency. Yeah. Obviously we're going to have to mark up our bags a little bit right. to adjust for those costs. But if, if you want to get, let's say, Eddie, uh, what do you sell your uh, bags retail for? 90. 90. So what you would do, and, and, I, and I know the profit margin because I've been in the industry a while. So, um, so I won't say it out loud. But so let's say you give Zeb a certain price and then Zeb now has to sell for 110. Right. That's still within bag industry, uh, the bag standard market, right? You can still sell for 110, 120, and people will buy it. People will, will go for it, but you have to so you can get paid, right? You may not make as much if it came from you, right. but you're getting more in volume by getting with the bag company or with the team by having exclusivity like these are your bags and boom, boom, boom. They don't want nothing for free, even with, or I don't want you to get anything for free. And me, neither does me and or the, any of the bag uh that me or any of the owners. I'm sorry, right. I start talking too much. So like yeah. with uh with Ryan, like Ryan uh Gutenkoff Corbin, right? You know, I'm a great yeah. guy. I've never asked him for anything for free. Um, right. you know, he actually provided a sample of boards to us, you know, for free, which I didn't know he was going to. And you know, but I tell him every time I was like, anytime you want something to do, just just charge me, just charge me, dog. I'm not trying, we have an agreement on a certain price for his stuff, and I and I'll pay him. You know, because he he deserves the work and you would deserve to get paid for what you do and you provide a service and Zeb provides the exposure. So you need to work together and be able to make if you guys support each other and get it out to the community, then you both win in this scenario. Right. OK, cool. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, I, yeah. I got something for you, Tyler. Absolutely. If you don't mind. Sorry. Um, so let's say Eddie, let's say Eddie gets with Zeb, right? Zeb loves his bags. For some reason, I don't know why he would. That sounded really Let's weird. Say, <laughs> well, you know, it comes out funny sometimes. Um, so let's say Zeb, Zeb partners with Eddie, right? Is Eddie able to partner with any other location or is he only locked in with Zeb? You know, because say Kansas City or you said there's going to be a team in Ohio. Say they get wind of Eddie's bags. They're like, wow, these are really good. We really like these bags. You know, could Eddie have multiple cities that he signed with or is it like only one per and that's what you got to stick with no it's an open market if you want to go to multiple uh uh teams what i'm what i'm trying not to do and believe me an offer came across my desk zeb's laughing already because we had a whole argument about <laughs> it we had a whole oh. argument he's like he called me a sellout when i, I did he wanted to own all listen the, the one thing about me gentlemen is i i i say it like it is you know it is no <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive to anyone. I just, I just call out injustices, and I just thought, you know, it's way too early for us to be selling out to anyone. You know, we so, have a bright future. So Zeb, uh, so and we, and, and we're not going that route anymore. But the, uh, but in the scenario, like if someone comes, if a big company comes to me and says, I want to own all the products in the MLC, I, I don't want to do that, right? Not only yeah. would you have to pay, I would be like, yes, amount. yes, how much? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yes. Zeb, we're not, yes, we're not done, saying done. Zeb, we're not saying that, that we're not doing um we're not i doing know that. we're not tyler <laughs> so but you know obviously it would be a lot and but i have the best interest of the league in mind we're laughing so guys i'm sorry we just no, you're good. i'm just going back to the the, the 200 arguments we I had have the best day. interest of the league uh, of the he's like he calls me. You better not do it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 
Um, you know, and, and then his partner gets on him. Tyler does it. I swear he's selling. <laughs> Listen, this is, you know, you know we have no. But anyway, what we're and then I actually had another partner. His name is Christian Murray. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Christian Murray is. He's a minority, very small minority owner of, of the MLC. Because uh, he, he provides all of the websites, he provides all of that kind of support. And when he and he came to me and he said, Tyler, he's like, one of the things that makes the MLC magical is that we are making the bag industry the way it should have been. So in this scenario, which Zeb's not right all the time, but he was right in this scenario that you know we we will you know, allow right we, will allow, we will allow Eddie to broker a deal with every team in the league if that's what happens. But I will yeah. never for the wrong price. Give I'm just kidding. I will never I will never as commissioner of the MLC and Zeb won't let me in any of our in any of our league meetings mandate a certain manufacturer for everybody, even for Ryan. I said Ryan Gutenkoff is the cornhole cave, right? They produce their yep. the official bag manu- uh, board, I'm not bag, board and scoring tower manufacturer for the MLC. That's yep. MLC corporate. And right now he's signed with at least, I believe about four teams already, but he has to broker those deals individually. Right. And every team has to go and work out that. Now I want him at a certain price, right? Cause I've already negotiated the preset price with Ryan. Uh, but Ryan's a great guy. He does, you know, what he says he's going to do, and, he, and he, he does good work. At the same time, I cannot tell Zeb, as he, he owns his own company. I know it's a parent and daughter company relationship, but Zeb has full right to say, I want to use these boards, or I want to use these bags, and I'm not going to tell him what to do. All I can say is that they have to be within these standards because that represents the MLC. Other than that, sure. he has to broker his own deals. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, let's talk about then, uh, since you're talking about Cornell, okay, let's talk about the MLC, the MLC branded bags. So the, these ones are the ones that are listed on your website. Uh, very similar to, uh, like, you know, go buy a Jersey, go buy a shirt kind of thing. It's you're getting in, you watch the stream, watch the event and you're like, where can I get just a set of bags? You got these up online. I would say super, super high quality bags. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about these, uh, two options that you sent me real quick. There'll be full reviews coming out in these in the future as well, but we want to make sure we at least get a spotlight on them for you guys on the website. But the faster bag, you're looking at like a six, nine pro sniper, similar speeds, small disc fill. And then the carpet bag is your Viking materials, uh, four seven speeds with a round bead fill. So, uh, and then I think you have two or three other speed options on your website. Uh, the, we have a total of four speed total options. of four speeds. So, and they don't have individual names. They're based on like speed one, speed two, right? Is is how you guys Correct. list it. Um, so, which ones were these speed wise? Is this speed one the slow? Carpet? That is, yeah, that's speed one. That's like a four. Uh, four it's seven. like a four eight. Four, four, four seven. Yeah, yeah, four seven, four eight. Um, and in that one, I think you're about spot on. I think it was like a, a six, six, nine. Yeah. six, nine, six, eight, I believe something like that. So yeah. uh, well, either or, right? right. So, But if they the went to your time, website, you're looking at like, these are the called the speed one and these are like the speed three or which, which ones? Yeah, yeah. You do speed one, speed three. When you go to the website and you go to any of the bags, the very last image of all the bag colors, because like just show up one there, you know, you got that in like green and you got it in like another color. Right. Uh, obviously blue. And then at the end of looking at all the different color options, you see the speed rating. So you can, you can't even add it to the cart without 
selecting the speed rating. Sure. Okay. So, and it's, and it's really good. Speed one option is the, and I think we even outlined it, is the carpet bag, which sure. is the, okay. and then what's the price point on these on your website? So you're looking at about 120, uh, which about, I think it's about $15 in shipping. So we're trying okay. to do better on shipping. Shipping is actually not bad for our scoring tower and our, uh, in our bags, which is about normal $15 for shipping pretty much anywhere in the country because it's out of Kansas. So you're buying on West coast or East coast. It's, it's about the same. When you look at our boards, though, we are trying to bring that down significantly. We're we're sitting a little bit over average, but you know it's a work in progress. The uh, but yeah, obviously we want high quality bags. You know, obviously we need high quality bags because we can't. You know, I know a lot of people say we're competing with ACL. We're not. We're not competing with ACL at all. But at the same time, we need to have they set a standard, and them and the ACO set a standard for how professional products should be, and people understand that. So we need to be able to match those standards, not to try and steal it, but to utilize it. And for the MLC corporate bags and the MLC corporate boards, that's strictly for fans. Right. The real stuff that matters is the team product. So right. if you know if you want team bags and team boards, that's really where it's at. Right. Um, so that's what we're looking. For. And, and and if you, we'll talk about bag shipping, I'll I'll give you the cheat codes on bag shipping. Oh, give me the cheat. Hey, Seth, he's a great guy. Partner with him. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the cheat, cheat codes. codes. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, but then, uh, so let's finish off with the schedules. You said it's starting May 6th, you said, right? Uh, May, May 6th, 6th. And it goes till August 5th. Um, <laughs> Good or bad, we are launching May 6th, <laughs> one way or another. When Obviously, it's going to be team-specific, but when should be the general time frame we should be seeing stuff about the combines or seeing uh, information or planning on those events kind of happening? Is that is there a specific? Oh, yeah. All combines should be publicly marketed by march 1st right we should have a public marketing scheme for every combine by march 1st okay awesome um at this point and then all combines will be in april so all of it unless something changes they should all be in april no matter if it's Ohio, i'll let you know <laughs> is that okay. i'll let you know i'm gonna do it next week and if you get there you're out <laughs> uh, i'm giving you a two-day notice you don't really care about this city or this sport if you ain't there. Uh, he's like, I know what I have. And no, there's obviously uh, going to be there's obviously going to be like team specific websites and Facebook pages, I assume. But is there going to be a centralized hub similar to like the I Play ACL website where there's going to be all this information, the schedule, and everything? Is does the MLC website is it going to have all the information we could find? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's obviously we're. Because we're launching all the teams publicly, we don't have every, we can't put out the schedule right, right now, this second, um, because we don't want to launch it. Oh, look, who's on the schedule? You know, give a bit of a preview. We want to give everybody their own spotlight, you know. Uh, but at the same time, by March 3rd, by March 3rd, March 7th, the whole schedule, everybody's schedule will be online. They'll be on their own websites. The uh, schedule's already made, so it's already set in stone. The, um, you know, and it's, yeah, so it'll start May 6th. Philadelphia, spoiler alert, will have a home event versus the Ohio Riders. Uh, so Ohio Riders will be facing off with Philadelphia Bell Ringers May 6th at Live Casino. Uh, that's and if, the one and if, if, we lose, if we lose, I may retire. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Chalk it up, guys. I might just get up and walk out. Chalk it up. <laughs> Uh, I mean, hey, you know, good comeback story. That's the whole thing about yeah. hey, Rocky Balboa lost the first time. Stop so, with Rocky, uh, man. All right. No, not Rocky. Okay. <laughs> Southpaw. Anyway, so <laughs> so anyway, so I know that's going to be there. Uh, because there's only six teams, you're going to have three matches a week throughout the country. So you'll have 
Now, I know Kansas has one game, and then the other one game is one of the teams uh, that's not announced yet. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be back and forth. Everybody has their schedules, and it'll end August fifth. We had yeah. to do August fifth because that national broadcast that I talked about earlier that I, I didn't to talk about too much. Right. We have a schedule with them, sure. and in order to meet that schedule without going too far into the football season, because I don't want to compete with football, and I can't, I couldn't right. if I wanted to. Um, you know, we have to have it in August. So that's that's the important. Part. And we also yeah. want to give people a few weeks after the season ends. To say, all right, this is the event. Make sure everybody plans. Give them a two to three week buffer and say, hey, be out here for this event. We'll have a room block. We'll have. I mean, we're going to have some great stuff out. I mean, it's yeah, it's I'm about the event. I mean, Deb's going to require uh, a red carpet for him to show up. <laughs> I know. I just you know that's and we'll have Eddie and all the you know there all you the go. bag manufacturers and all the key players in the industry and Elton John. If you ever hear this, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, hey, I just I wanted to say one thing real quick. So bad. Uh, I don't. I don't care enough. if he costs me two and a half million for an hour. I want Elton gone. The uh, <laughs> all right. well, I wanted to make one point real quick. Yeah, if you don't mind. But back to what you're talking about about paying players. Like, I just want everyone to know that we're we're hoping that as the years go on, you know, it might look different team to team at first, but we're hoping to have some type of uniformity down the road where you know stud players are going to be like you know they are now. Right. In any league, you know, there, there's a certain number. So there's a lot of great things to come. And I, th- I think everyone should stay tuned and, um, you know, be very uh, be very tentative when it comes on. Right. Um, so then, Tyler, for the – so obviously there's three games on a Saturday, three home games with six teams. Is it going to be like one's at noon, one's at three, one's at six? You can make sure you can see the whole stream. Or are they all going to be at the same time? Or what's the – Year one, because we're not going to have any sort of broadcasting, you know, sure. at the same time. We're, we're all doing them at 6 p.m. Okay. Every every event will start at 6 p.m. except for the the championship event. Obviously, right. that'll be a little bit different. But the uh, but everyone will be at 6 p.m. on a Saturday. That gives teams the ability to travel early in the morning if they're relatively close. Um, and then that'll also give home teams the ability to host like start the day at like 12. So we're gonna have vendors. We're gonna have amateur tournaments happening. You know, like you know, come out and have a good time and be a part of the community. You know, we're going to have that stuff kind of like a tailgating feel sure. leading up to the actual event. We're going to have live, you know, not live. We might have live, but we have to have, we have loud music. Right. We're going to have concessions. We're going to have some live performances in Philly. Don't you worry yeah, about that. There's going to be some live performances. I've, I've already been, I've already been on the phone and, and we're, we're working it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all a party. Everybody, uh, Zeb doesn't tell me this. He's all about transparency, but he doesn't tell me about his freestyle rappers that he contracts for these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some, does, there's some know, great, great talent. <laughs> um, and then I guess my last question for you, Tyler, is if you had to, if you had to pin it on like one thing, what do you think is the key to this succeeding? Zeb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it would be, it would be the owners for sure. Right. You know, uh, like Zeb said in the beginning, I got us here. Right. And not me, but our our staff got us here. The corporate staff got us here. Absolutely. Now the the ball is in Zeb's hands. It's in Kansas's owners, Tim and Alonzo's hands. It's in Ohio's, you know, Terry Siegfried's hands. It's in everybody's hands to do uh, and to fulfill their end of the uh, their agreement, which is, you know, do our plan is. And I'm here to help them every step of the way. But without teams, you know, a team, a league is not a league without teams. 
And teams, you know, if you have a one week team, if you have one team that can't perform, then you have a team that can't make it to that game. And what does that do to the other team? It becomes a, a, a snowball effect of inconsistency. So I would say to sum it up in one thing for success, it'd be the team owners. But at the same time, it's also how the community reacts. I, I really don't like this rhetoric of, you know, it's them or us, or it's, you know, I saw. After why we why announced, don't you talk about that stuff? Like, no, I, it's, I, it's I, a I non-conversation. Zeb. Why? Uh, so what I'm saying, I, I just don't like that rhetoric because we're here to unify right. everyone. We're here to be about everyone, you know, the community. And are we not about the community, Zeb? Yeah, but like, all right, all right. Like, so everyone's doing their thing, man. We're, we wish nothing but the best thing. for everyone. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about the other leagues. I'm talking about players in general. I just, you know, we're everyone. here for everybody. And and that's that's what we're here for. So, Cool. Uh, Corbin, you got anything? Almost, ever, almost everyone. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, me and Zeb have a very, you know, lovely relationship. You know, <laughs> but it's not a, there's not a yeah, better. like it is. There's not a better person I, I would ever partner with in business, in this industry. And I told him eight times, if I could have 28 Zeb Capanias, uh, I would, because I'd spend all day arguing with him on the phone, every <laughs> single one of them. But it's, I, I, I appreciate uh, the nice words, Tyler. You know, but, it's, it. it's, but you know, when you argue with somebody, I, and I always, you know, that means they're passionate. Nobody's more passionate than Zeb Capani. Nobody's more passionate than him and his partner to make something happen. Right. And that's why I invited him on this podcast today, because, yeah, the other owners are passionate. Yeah, they're working hard. But, you know, there's there's something it's I don't know. I guess you could sum it up. Do It's a Philly thing. And uh, I know. And, they just, and I also they, I also think I think people need a break from here and you talk. So that's why you brought me on. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. everybody. All right. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys hopping on for this call. I think I think there's a lot of information that people have been wondering about. I think I think this is a lot more put together than I think anyone realizes that it is. I think really put together. I think a lot of people think it's just like a Facebook thing that just gets posted once in a while. People are like, I don't know what that is, but it's uh, there's a lot more work that's gone in the back end. A lot of passionate people about it. I, for one, am, am way more convinced after hearing a lot of the information than I was going into it. Uh, I still believed in it, but I didn't be- understand the amount of work that's gone into it so far. So I think oh, ton, tons of work. Yeah. Ton, so I, there's I so much work going on behind the scenes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I definitely think I definitely think you guys have the right stance for success. And to go, I mean, I think there's plenty of player base and plenty of really good player base that would be totally willing to make the jump to play for something else and and try something new. I mean, I I would say Cornell as a huge event is still in an infancy. I mean, we just hit ESPN like a year ago or two years ago. I mean, it's so small in what it could be, and like similar to pickleball, could blow up just as quickly as a, as an accessible activity for anyone of any age and any size or you know physical ability so really appreciate you guys you guys joining us today uh, everyone listening if you made it this far appreciate you guys uh constant support of the podcast and hope you guys enjoy this information check out what's the website mlccornell.com uh, yes mlcornell.com mlcornell.com check out mlcornell.com stay tuned everyone and stay tuned for all the uh all the announcements coming out i uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day and rest of your week and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one thanks guys thank you thank you